0: Hey, everybody, it's Courtney, and I'm here with Susan, yes, and we are uh, co-owners of a travel agency called Adventure Therapy Travel, and we started a podcast, um, well, a couple weeks ago, I guess, it's called It's Time to Go, and um, so, yes, it's time to go.
1: It is time to go, it's always time to go
0: um tonight we're going to talk to you about some international travel safety tips um because that's always important to to know and so we just thought we'd throw that out there tonight and hopefully this will help some of you when you travel internationally and we hope that you will consider traveling with uh, well not traveling with with you're welcome to travel you're welcome to travel with us um we will be doing a group trip we're trying to work on that um What I was trying to say, long day, so sorry, is we hope that you will work with one of our agents at Adventure Therapy Travel and let us help you with your international travel or wherever you want to travel. So, I'm going to turn it over to Susan.
1: Okay. International travel is one of my favorite ways, places to travel is, you know, I like to go to the Caribbean. I like to go to Europe. I like to go on a cruise. Well, most people like to go but um
0: so hence the name of the podcast
1: hence the name of the podcast yeah so the biggest i think one of the biggest considerations with international travel the number one thing you have to think about is your passport yeah because you can't travel internationally without your passport right so it's what gets you on the plane to fly out of the country and gets you on a plane to fly back into the country mm-hmm. um so, the first thing you need to consider is when your passport expires if you already have one. Mm-hmm. If you already have one it needs you need to be certain that it does not expire for six months after you return home from your trip and that's like a rule in a lot of different countries mm-hmm. you can't come into their country unless. your passport expires six months after you're planning on leaving their country. Right. Um, And um, so when you first decide that you're going to go out of the country, the first thing you need to do is think about when your passport expires, if you have to go ahead and send off for a replacement, if you don't have one and you have to send off For a first passport, Mm -hmm. it takes a long time, and it's taking longer and longer all the time. So, give yourself ample time. It's not like you can say, hey, I'm going to go to um, England next week, and I don't have a passport. Never had a passport. Not going to happen.
0: Can't do that anymore. Well, I don't know that you ever could do that, but I definitely can't do it now. It takes way too long to get your passport, so.
1: Yeah, it can take a long Yeah. Yeah. and if you have sent off for a passport and you're not getting it back, um, contact your travel advisor. You can, con- you know, we help our clients all the time with knowing who to contact about getting that back quickly.
0: Because yes, definitely.
1: You need to talk to a professional who knows what to do in those situations. That is Call- true. Calling the passport office will get you nowhere. In- <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, definitely let one of our agents know we can help you guys out with that, trying to get it to you a little bit quicker. Yes. Um, speaking of passports, uh, you always need to keep that thing on you. <laughs> uh, when you're traveling internationally, maybe get one of those um, waterproof cases to put it in or something, but or I, a crossbody bag. I know that's really popular right now. Maybe... Just keep that. I'll just always keep it with me when I'm traveling internationally. I'm not going to, don't ever leave it in your resort or hotel. You just don't need to do that. Because you just never know when you're going to need it. And you don't want somebody else to take it. So.
1: No, a U.S. passport is a hot commodity.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: don't ever carry it in your back pocket. No. Um, back pocket is prime pickpocket territory. Right. And, and actually carrying things in your back pocket in a foreign country says, Hey, I'm a tourist because they yeah. do that there. Right. Um, so, um, the other thing, so yeah, crossbody. If you're a, for the guys, you're going to want to keep your wallet in your front pocket. Um,
0: mm.
1: and then A any three,
0: pack or something like that. If you're yeah, not mine, um,
1: Speaking of wallets, you always want an RFID blocking wallet to protect your um, card numbers. From, yes. Because they, the the professional thieves out there have scanners. They can, mm, yes. they, they can walk by you and pick it up. So you want to keep that in an RFID blocking wallet. Or you can get little sleeves to put those cards down in that block it too.
0: Yeah, I would do that all the time. Mm-hmm. um right. not just internationally but i think i would just have one of those all the time if i were you too yeah um let's see uh you might also um you might want to also uh speaking of rfid wallets <laughs> um take credit cards with you as opposed to debit cards in case they get stolen or um yeah Because with a debit card, the money is going to come out of your bank, and that's going to be a whole lot harder to get that reconciled and fixed um, or corrected. Um, With a credit card, you could at least, you know, call your credit card company and, you know, say, hey, look, these are fraudulent charges. I didn't do this. You know, I think my card was stolen. They can kind of stop all that. Um, Also, tell your credit card company that you're going out of the country when you travel internationally, I really tell them, I mean, honestly, um, I live in Mississippi, so I would tell my credit card company if I was going to be in California for a week because that's going to be out of the ordinary, and they might block my payments if I don't call and tell them ahead of time, hey, I know normally my stuff comes from Mississippi, but I'm going to be in this state this week. You know, So honestly, I think you just need to do that anytime you're traveling for a lengthy period of time.
1: I agree. If you're going to be somewhere outside your norm... Call your Mm. credit card company and your bank and let them know. Mm. Um, Yes. And give them, uh, you know, to give them an itinerary. If you're going to be, if you're visiting Europe and you're going to be in Scotland for five days and then you're going to Italy, they need to know know. that you're going to be in both places.
0: Yes, I totally agree with that. Um, You also, sorry, Mm. need to contact your cell phone provider, whoever that might be. And let them know that you're going to be traveling internationally and see if they have some kind of special international data plan. Because um, if not, you're going to be spending a lot of money on calling back to the United States, checking on your family. Um, so I definitely suggest that you do that. I've done, We've done that before in the past. I know Susan has too. Um, it's pretty easy to do. I, um, I would write down names of who you talk to because I had, I did have an issue one time. They told me, yes, here's the data plan that we're putting you on. It starts on this date. And as I was in the other country, I think I was with Susan at the time. I freaked out cause I got this text saying that I was being charged as so much money. And I'm like, I called them and told them before I went. So I think it's just best kind of save your butt situation. If you, um, Say, who am I talking to again? And just jot down their name. And that way, if you have to call back, say, well, so-and-so said, you know, this is what day I called. And this is what time I called. This is the plan he said he put me on. You know, I would kind of do that just to kind of save yourself a little bit there. Because sometimes they don't do what they say they're going to do, unfortunately.
1: That is so true. Um, And um, if you call, like, say you were going and you were going with your husband. Yeah. And both of you wanted to be able to use your phone. Make sure it goes that it's on both oh, right. sides because That's they right. could just put it on one and not the other. And then you're both thinking you've got it, you're using your phone. And then you get home and there's like no 1000 dollars bill. Right. And you're thinking, what on
0: earth? Yes. So. um. Yes, these little things that we don't think about, or, you know, I don't always think about all these little things. And I'm thinking there's probably more people out there like that. You're just ready to get out of the country. But if you are a little proactive and take care of all these little things that Susan and I are suggesting to you, it's going to make it's gonna help you be a little bit safer in that other country.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: and, and just be on alert. I mean, honestly, you know, you hear bad things in the news all the time. And I'm not saying those people weren't on alert. I'm not saying that they weren't proactive because I don't know. But I'm saying that for me personally, I'm going to do all these things. And then when I'm there, I'm just going to, I mean, I really... Not trying to say I'm paranoid, but I just try to watch my surroundings.
1: And it's not and, as, as far as that goes. It's not inter, just international. If I'm in New York, yeah. if I'm in Chicago, if I'm in New Orleans, if yes. I'm in a major city that's crowded, yes. Um, even you just need to know, airport.
0: yeah. Airport. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Just you know, pay attention and watch your surroundings. Don't leave your purse sitting out. You know, don't leave your luggage sitting there and that kind of thing. Which you can't really do that in the airport anymore anyway. But um, one thing I don't know that we've said yet, it's called STEP. Uh, STEP is short for the US State Department. Uh, it's the US State Department, I have to read this. Smart Traveler Enrollment Program. Um, I did not know about this. I found out about this through Susan, and we did this on our trip to Turks and Caicos. By the way, Beaches Turks and Caicos is awesome. Two thumbs we can't up. With that. <laughs> Two thumbs up. <laughs> um But we both registered. We created an account. It's free with Step before we left. She did one on her and I did one on mine. And um, you register your trip on there. It's very easy to do. We can walk you through that if you need any help. Um, And basically, you want to do that so that the U.S. Embassy or the consulate um, of the country or the countries, in case you're visiting more than one country, uh, of the countries that you're visiting will know that you're there and um that way they can help you out if there's an emergency or if you lose your passport it's just an extra level of protection that's free and why wouldn't you do it i mean that's kind of how i look at it like why would you not do it it's it helps protect you um and we hope that you wouldn't need it of course uh and we didn't need it but still i think it's a good thing to um just be prepared and to me that kind of goes along with travel protection um i know susan and i both are of the same mindset when we say that we don't suggest that you travel without it um you know i'm i'll be honest i used to i used to not really think much about it in the united states (laughs) pre-covid um i definitely suggested it to all my international travelers but now i'm suggesting it across the board where no matter where you're going because of covid um honestly that changed my mind a lot because we it was a nightmare i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie to you covid was a nightmare as far as you know we were on the phone for hours canceling trips and trying to get people's refunds and and we were on the phone doing that instead of our clients because they booked with us that's one of the perks that you get when you book with an advisor They're the ones that have to get on the phone and wait. They're the ones that are going to take care of it. If you have a medical emergency, by all means, you have to call us and tell us, and then, you know, let's call the travel protection plan company that you used, and they'll help you. You know, we'll we'll work together and we'll get you out of that situation. Um, but anyway, I say all that to say that a travel protection plan is—I just think it's a must.
1: It is, no matter where
0: you go. You just you just can't know what's going to happen. I mean, if you're like me, <laughs> if I'm going to if something big like I need my appendix taken out, if that's going to happen, it's probably not going to happen on my home. It's just not.
1: Oh no, it would happen to me while well, I was say in, you know, on a cruise ship or yes. in um I don't know in you know, Scotland <clears throat> somewhere. Yes. I, I would be somewhere you know, in Mexico, I don't know. I'd be anywhere but home when my appendix ruptured. That's and, exactly my luck. <laughs> um, so I don't travel without adequate travel protection. Yes. The kind that helps pay for medical expenses in a foreign country because your regular tri- uh, medical insurance does not. Right. And the kind that also pays to get you flown home with the appropriate mm. medical care if you need it on a flight. Right. Um, and, you know, a good travel advisor will be able to help you with that. Any of our travel advisors at Adventure Therapy Travel can definitely help you with that. Oh, for um, sure. But, yeah, I don't travel without it.
0: And really, honestly, not to not to plug us, but, I mean, I, I just think it's, it's just the truth. Yeah. Um, you need to use a travel advisor. I mean, if you, if you want that extra protection, we know we've been there. We've, we've traveled internationally. Uh, we can tell you what we do for our personal trips. Um, you can take it, you can take the advice or not. I mean, we're not going to force it on you or anything, but, but use a travel advisor. Um, that's part of their job is to keep up with what's going on in the news and what's happening internationally. And we're not going to We're not going to suggest that you go someplace that is not safe for you. Um, and if you book a trip and you're watching the news or something and and you're worried and you're like, well, I don't think I want to go there anymore. You just call one of us, whoever you use for your travel advisor, and we can help you reschedule it, um, now you have to kinda of watch with it depends on where you're at and how far out, but usually if you're far enough out, you can get that rescheduled, no problem. Now sometimes there are cancellation fees and um, things like that, depending on the you know, resort you're staying at. Another safety tip, in my opinion, if you're traveling internationally, is to stay at an all inclusive resort. The reason I say that is because you don't have to go on the tour, like if you're a little bit worried about you're like, yeah, I don't know if I really want to do that. I've heard this. I've heard that. Okay, just fly in <laughs> and uh, get the transfer to take you from the airport to your all-inclusive resort, and then on the day of departure, they'll take you back to the airport, and you really don't have to leave. If you go to an all-inclusive place, there would be no reason to leave. Everything that you need is going to be there. Your food, your drink, your entertainment, your water sports, your land sports, um, Aww. Kids clubs, golf. I mean, you name it. And these all inclusive places have it. And it's not just in the Caribbean. Um, there's all inclusive places in the Bahamas and Mexico. And um, oh my goodness, there's so many places. <laughs> I don't know if I can remember all of them. But
1: if you. All inclusives are the way to go. They are amazing. If you're going to um, the Caribbean, Mexico, Bahamas, that i would definitely um actually in um costa rica some you know several places oh Florida, yeah yeah, yeah. That's if you were going there all-inclusive is the way to go and stay at a good one where they have so many activities you can't possibly do them in a week like and then um, you really don't need to leave and there are a lot of places like that um they have good you know it you can talk to a travel advisor. A good one you know, a good travel advisor can tell you these have are well known for their food. These are well known for activities, these are well known mm-hmm. to be excellent in every for arena. Dolls. You know, for yes, some of are known for golf. You know right. whatever it right. is your your in personal interest is, and then we can direct you toward a resort that helps with that. I mean that has that. Now, if let's say you are afraid that you, you you don't want to spend the whole time in one resort or mm. even one destination then go on a cruise you can yeah I was gonna to say cruise cruises
0: places. are a good choice too
1: yeah yes. definitely
0: and, and you know a lot of people um on cruises um a lot of people don't do all the excursions and stuff that you can do at each port um they' they might do it for some but especially if your cruise stops at different places. Some people like to stay on the cruise ship and it's a lot less crowded. You can kind of have the pool to yourself. Um, well, you have a lot of things to yourself, really. Depends on what's on your cruise. But a lot of people like to do that. Uh, we did that before one time on a Disney cruise. Um, we didn't get off on that port. Or, we, or if we got off, it was like a really short period of time. We came back and the pool was almost empty. And we just had the best time.
1: If I usually choose one port day,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I look at, uh, you know, I look at the different ports, and I say, okay, this is probably the one I'm least interested in visiting, and I don't get off. I stay on the ship. It's like having your own private sea day on the ship.
0: Yeah, it and is. A lot
1: of times, ships will have discounts, like spa discounts, on those days because the spas are generally pretty empty on those true. days, and it's a that's great true. day to do things like that those water slides that you stand in an enormous line to get on are virtually oh, yeah. empty those days
0: that's true um, uh it's it's like one of my favorite days at at sea is to stay on the boat one of those days and just chill and not have all those crowds around you not that every boat is crowded but I'm just saying right now, the cru- cruises are real popular <laughs> um, because they finally lifted all the restrictions. And so people are really happy about that. Um, and we're we're seeing a huge, um, what am I trying to say? A huge um,
1: increase in cruises.
0: Increase. increase. Thank you. I'm trying to think yeah. of the word. We're seeing a huge increase in cruises. Um, and we do a lot of all-inclusives. We've always done a lot of all-inclusives. Um, but some people don't know what that is and that's basically what it's, it's basically means what it sounds like. Everything's included. Uh, even most places, even the tips are included. And I love that because that means that, yeah, I can bring my credit card in case I need it, but I'm probably not going to have to use it because everything I've already paid for it for everyone on the trip. And I like those kinds of trips where I can pay on it as I go. I can pay it off. And when I go on the trip, it's done.
1: You know, some some of the all-inclusives, you can even book and pay for your spa visits. Yes. If you want to get a facial or a massage or whatever, you can go ahead and book that. Give them your card. It's paid for. And then if you, you know, they don't charge it until you actually go and have the service at the spa. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But the past, I don't know, two or three all-inclusive resorts I've been to, I think the only thing that, I mean, I'm, I've am i had a really good time, but the only thing I have paid for is what I purchased in the gift shop.
0: Yeah, yeah, your souvenirs and stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, cruises are kind of like that, too. Most cruise lines are like an all-inclusive resort on sea. Um, everything you can pay for up front, even your, now they do have gratuities, but you can prepay those, um Or you can wait and pay those when you get on the ship. But I like to add them in my package and prepay those. Because, again, that's just one more thing that I've already paid for. I don't have to worry about. Um, I will say most things. Because there was um, a specialty coffee I got on a cruise one time. And it was not because it was a special whatever. I don't know. It was a cappuccino or something. It wasn't part of the drink package. And so I did have to pay for that. It was fancy coffee. Yeah, it was fancy. Um, So... You do run into some things like that, and but again, you don't have to buy that. I didn't have to buy it. I just wanted to cause I drank my fancy coffee on the deck.
1: <laughs> I will say this, um, just since we're protecting you. I know that this we're protecting your money at this point here, but, and, yeah, but yeah, that's yeah. as much security as anything else, but that's true. Um, when you are on a cruise, um a lot of people don't realize this. Um, but FYI, the prepaid gratuities only cover certain things. They're go- they're going to cover your room steward. They're going to cover your um, dining room staff, like the main dining room staff. But if you go to a specialty restaurant, they are going to tack on gratuity right. there. If you right. go to if you order a drink at a bar, they're going to tack on gratuity there. So that's th- true. Those are going to, you know, it is going to be included in that. So, prepaid gratuities isn't completely. In-coming. It's not everything. No.
0: It's probably your main stuff, and if you want to add anything extra, that's what you're going to pay for.
1: And and I'll tell you, if if I have even the ones that I've prepaid, if my cabin steward is amazing, mm. I'll give him something extra. Yeah. I'll take some extra cash with me just for things like that. Because if they're really awesome, um, or your wait, your waiters in the dining room, if they're really awesome, I'm going to mm. give them a little extra.
0: Yeah. Um, and I, well, I was just thinking about this, but that's a different, <laughs> that's a different subject for another day. It was something about craziness, but it has nothing to do with safety, so I'll save that. Um... I'm another, trying to think if we've left anything off safety. Well, one, one
1: other another thing I did want to mention is with it going back to the passports. Okay.
0: Um
1: you should always make color copies of the face page on your passport.
0: Okay. And
1: you should for each person take take some with take a copy or two with you, leave a right. copy at home with a trusted family member.
0: Right.
1: Um because the um, you know, if you did lose it, your passport, while you're gone, having that color copy that you mm-hmm. get send or take with you to the embassy, or somebody can get to the state department or your congressman's office or wherever here in mm-hmm. the United States, gets you a replacement faster so you can get home faster.
0: Quaker, yeah, that's true,
1: yeah. And always and leave, like, your, your itinerary, your flight information. Always leave that with someone at home. I mean, we'll have it. Your trusted travel advisor will have your itinerary right. information. But, you know, leave that with your family. Leave our your travel advisor's phone number with your family so that they right. can get up with us in case of an emergency.
0: Yeah, I definitely would do that. Maybe forward them your emails of your itineraries and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would definitely do that. It's all—it's just an extra level of protection, it is. and it can't—it can't hurt anything. No. Um, just—just just be alert, you know. And I do think, you know, well, I, just be alert. <laughs> um, I think flying and cruising is. Sometimes that I think that can be more beneficial than driving. Sometimes, um, that depends on where you're going. I'm you know, if you're going within the United States, oh,
1: yeah, obviously,
0: or, Canada. You, you know, you're not drive
1: Canada
0: or Canada, but I'm, I'm just thinking, like, you know, some places in the United States I don't want to fly, like, I don't know that I don't want to drive from the East Coast to the West Coast or vice versa.
1: However, but it would be kind
0: of fun if you have a lot of days. If
1: you have a lot of days, I will have to go and say this about driving in Canada. If you find yourself in New England and you have your passport with you and the road sign says 50 miles to Canada and you decide to cross over and go to Canada for the day, know that if you're in New England, the area you are entering in Canada, all of the road signs are in French. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay good to know in
1: english okay and if you don't speak french that's an issue and then here's the second little caveat to that if you did not in you know purposefully intend prior to going to canada <laughs> and did not contact your cell phone provider you may find yourself without cell service <laughs> Ooh, and, uh, was, like have... French words on those signs. This may have come from some experience I've had in my past. Well, I was going
0: to say, this sounds like you know a little bit about this. Maybe, maybe. So, <laughs> just, if you plan on being in New
1: England, maybe prepare for that before just venturing on.
0: Oh my goodness, that's hilarious. Yeah. Um... Hmm. I can't think of I'm sure there's more safety tips and we may just have to do is another podcast full of them, but as of right this second, I can't think of any more um there's just a lot to be said, like we said earlier for just being alert and but that's no matter where you're at like and don't do things like oh well, I don't know that we said this. I don't know i I would not suggest that you travel alone internationally. Um, I don't know that I would travel alone, period. I would at least go with some friends, um, or family, but I just think it's better to travel with the group. Um, that way y'all can kind of look out for each other. I know in some instances you can't help it.
1: I think if you are an experienced international traveler and you have traveled with a group and out of the country right and you your experience you've done this a lot you probably can do it and you'd be okay um but i sure would time
0: travelers shouldn't
1: (laughs) no and i sure wouldn't send a young one like a a young teen or early 20s out there yeah i was gonna say that yeah go with go go with a crew
0: Yeah. yeah, the the senior trip thing scares me a little bit when they go by themselves. Um, I just think there's too much that can happen. I think you need some adult chafferons on those trips. But that's that's well, honestly a lot of places you have to because they will not let the lead guest be um Someone
1: has to be twenty
0: one. Twenty one or older in your high school senior they're not that old. Yeah. So, think about that when you're planning your high school seniors trip. Make sure that some parents go with you and that you've got a lead gas in each room that's 21 or older. And
1: most most car rental companies require you to be at least 25. This is true. Um, true. So, yeah, before you just send them out on their own, you know, they can find uh, themselves in a bad situation where they can't check into a hotel, they can't rent a car,
0: they're mm-hmm. stuck they're stuck yeah and you know one of the things too um if you work with a travel advisor we'll help you with this but um you want to stay at a place that is highly rated you don't want to go internationally and stay in the hole in the wall place just because you got it real cheap i'm gonna tell you guys something it's like a pair of shoes you pay for what you get you can go to Payless and get a pair of shoes, but don't expect them to last very long. I say Payless, whatever your local shoe store is. But I mean, you pay for what you get. You really do. I
1: would, um, I I would definitely say too that while we're on this topic, because I think this does go with planning ahead for security and safety. In in that, um, if you are taking. Like your friend, your child's friend, with you on vacation. Oh yes, yeah. Then you, you have to have a notarized letter from the parents, giving you permission to take them, and making you um, the guardian of them for that time frame. So that if, like, your child got hurt, broke their leg, whatever, and they have to take them for medical attention. They have the authority to sign for them to be treated mm-hmm. um so you know there's there are definite caveats to that, and if you are in the midst of an adoption, you have to have major documentation from you you talk- you need to talk to your adoption attorney before trying to travel with a child that is not fully adopted,
0: yes. I agree. I know there's foster parents out there, too, and um, there's laws with that, too, like uh, about taking them. I don't think you can take them out of the country. I'm pretty sure you can't.
1: In fact, you just need to be careful about taking them out of the state.
0: Yeah. You better talk to your um, attorney about that, too, before you do that. But anyway... Um, I think we've covered a lot uh, in a very short period of time, but hopefully that helps you guys if you're traveling internationally or even traveling in the United States. Um, These are good tips to kind of keep in mind wherever you're traveling.
1: And speaking of international travel, our next podcast next week is going to be when Courtney comes back from her trip to Jamaica, and she's going to do a review for us of Sandals Royal Caribbean Resort because... She's going to go and check it all out for us and come back and tell us what she thinks.
0: Yes, I will. That'll be our next podcast. So, if you have been thinking about going to the Sandals Resort, you might want to tune in for that one. Um, We're excited. So, I can let you know all about Jamaica (laughs) and what you need to travel there um, and how that resort looks. So, anyway, um, I guess we're going to sign off for now. Uh, But we would love for you to check out our website. It's adventuretherapytravel.com. And look for me, Courtney, or Susan. Um, that sounded like three people. I meant me. My name's Courtney, or Susan, um, or any there's of our only advisors. One of in there, huh?
1: There's only one of you in there, right?
0: There's only one of me. There's only one of me. I know y'all are happy about that. Um, and then there's a bunch of advisors that we have that work for us. And any of those would be wonderful to help you plan your next trip internationally or in the states. Um, but we're gonna get off of here and say good evening, good night, and uh, we will be back soon. We'll see you next Talk week. To you guys later. Bye. Bye.